Hello, hello, friends. I wanted to get on here and talk about beauty standards. It's interesting because um, I have seen this a few times actually on on the reels where it shows women and they, you know, they point <laughs> to the wording and they'll say, this is why I had an issue with my body. This is why I hated myself. This is why when people say, oh, but you're beautiful. Oh, you're skinny. Why did you not like your body? And then they point and they show the videos from the early 2000s or the 90s and many other generations, but this is my era. And this video is going around and it shows a reporter saying to Britney Spears, well, let's talk about your breasts. Did you get a boob job? And uh, another reporter is asking Posh Spice to get on the scale because, oh, we need to say how much you weigh. And I think it was, um, who's that really crass dude? Howard? Howard something. <laughs> I forget his name now. <laughs> uh, he was talking to Anna Nicole Smith and he goes, you've lost, you've gained a lot of weight. And everyone, all these men, sorry, but it's the men mostly who were commenting on these women's bodies. And these were beautiful, beautiful women. These are the celebrities that we have all looked up to. These are the women that looked skinny. I remember when, when people would mock, you know, they would talk about Jennifer Lopez's butt and Beyonce. And they were like, oh, look how much, look how fat they are. Look at what they've gained. And, and the rest of us were just like, wait a minute, what? These are the beautiful women. These are the women who are healthy looking and maybe even not so healthy looking with some of them. They were, in those days, the models were not healthy. They had eating disorders. And yet there were these comments about your bodies. And it's so interesting to me when, when I talk about how I grew up, how I saw myself, and I, I still struggle with that. And people were like, well, why do you talk about yourself like you're so big? And I had this friend I met through podcasting. And when I showed him a picture, like just, you know, because he all just saw my face on Zoom. And I sent him a picture of just like me, like full length body me. And he's like, whoa, you're so tiny. <laughs> why do you, why do you, you talk like you're so big? And he, I guess he was expecting me to be quite large. And I said, uh, because I was always called fat, because growing up I was mocked and teased for being fat because I was chubby. I was always chubby. And I was surprised that he thought I was small. Now I am, I am short. <laughs> I think I'm like five foot one. I don't know something like that. So I look small, but I've always been chubby. And 
I think because of how I viewed myself and how other people would comment on my body, I just thought I was the hugest. So whenever we would hear people say, make comments about women who, to, to somebody like me, to, to many of us who were just quote unquote normal, normal, we saw these women in the in the music industry the actors the models all of these women who were beautiful and thin and perfect to us and they were too fat their boobs weren't good enough their butt was too big their hair wasn't perfect enough their makeup wasn't good enough nothing was ever good enough so how do you expect a little girl, a teenager, especially teenagers, to love themselves, to love their bodies? And it's, it's changing. I love, I love how we talk about this. We have people talking about, I love my body. And you see, you see people, you see women who are who are large and they're doing yoga and they're dancing. And I'm like, Oh, I love this. I love this so much because that always stopped me from doing anything. I wasn't skinny enough. I wasn't perfect enough. And it was really, really hard. And it also made me believe that I wasn't good enough to be loved by any man because the comments were always, well, that woman's not beautiful enough or, um, there was a saying going around in certain churches, I think started by this guy named Mark Driscoll, who's a pastor. And, um, it was like big in the early two thousands and all the men with the pastors were like my smoking hot wife. And it's kind of a trope now it's, it's made fun of by people because those of us who grew up with that was like, this is icky. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> And I had a friend recently who was like, that's just the bad churches. I'm like, no, dude. It was a lot of the churches. So for me, I heard it in my good, quote unquote, good church that I went to. And it was just the thing to say, my smoking hot wife. But even then, yeah, you, you could say, oh, that's so sweet. He thinks his wife is hot. Yeah, that's great. But why would you have to say it? Why do you have to say it to, and this was a youth pastor, mind you, so he dealt with teenagers. It still, first of all, it makes the wife feel like, wow, um, he thinks I'm hot. I have to keep up being hot for him. Uh, as well as it just, it made me feel very uncomfortable because I'm like, well, I'm not hot like her. And um, even that, even something like that affected a lot of us when we heard that because we're like, I'm not perfect enough. <laughs> I have a guest waiting. Oh, Kelly! Hi, Kelly! Yay, Kelly is so lovely. And her voice? Oh, Kelly, I love your voice. You're so sweet to listen to. Oh, uh, <laughs> why, thank you. <laughs> I was hoping you'd come on here, actually. Really? You thought of that? Yeah. I just got in my car, and I just opted right now. I'm like, I just have to leave. I'm like, sorry to my daughter who was helping. And, um, like who's a grown up because I have big little kids, but then I saw your thing pop up, so maybe you called this into happening. So it's just yeah, spontaneous. <laughs> well, 
I was thinking because Lola, when Lola did her live, I know mm-hmm. that she would, she told people she's going live and I was like, I should do that, but I'm not, I'm not that organized. Um, so I was going to message you and say, would you like to, cause I mean, you and I haven't really talked that much, um, and especially about this, but as a woman, I'm sure you have feelings about this. I have all <laughs> kinds of input right now, Stephanie. Oh yes. You know, so, oh my gosh. So I've worked in weight loss and medical, um, but also I have four daughters. So I'm at 28. She's 20, crud, six. So hard for me to remember that. And one who's about to be 25 and then 13, almost 14 this month. And then one who's 10, 11, 10. Gosh, I don't know. 10, she's 10. I can't keep up with that stuff. <laughs> Age is so relative, right? Yeah. But, ugh, you know, and also I'm a girl and a short girl. And I always thought that I was like atrocious, like for whatever reasons, you know, and I don't, looking back, you know, we took, I took as a teenager and as a young person, other people's, like people you don't even know their opinions. Like you were talking about supermodels and we don't care what the people around us say. We're looking at the opinions of what people, when you're little, like it's both, right. But it's not the people that actually like look at you and care, not look at you, but like are with you in your life. Yeah. Um, it's not those people's opinions, like, oh, you love me anyways, or whatever. It's the people that you're never going to meet who tell you a standard. And we do have social media now, which did just shift that. It didn't change it, I don't think. I think it just made it look different. The objectification and the body image issues. And, but it did allow us like right now here and other people too, to start to notice that we can go, what matters? Like, what is objectification? You know, and like, what is like these double standards or like, what, why, where's all this coming from? You know, and I think it's, that's pretty good for that stuff. But I, I went from, I'm five, um, I'm five, one and a half. <laughs> and, oh, you and I are probably around the same height. Yeah. <laughs> and when my second daughter, I was, um, I gained a hundred pounds. But I was kind of unhealthy before that. Like I spent the, like the last few years of my high school years being very unhealthy. So I was, because I was thought, like I was obsessed with not being fat, you know, and I always felt like I was the chubby one of my friends and things. And I would just try to hide all the time. And um, it didn't matter. Like looking back that nobody cared about that. But in my head, that's what I tried to set my worth on. And that's actually to this day still a problem with me, you know, like when I don't feel good about myself. I tend to do things that are less enjoyable and including dancing and fun things everybody else does. I won't do those things because I worry about the way I look, you know, even mm. it might not be the way my clothes are fitting at the time. It just might be just body image in general. Like I still really care about thinking, care about the way that people, the way that I think that people see me, you know, Yes, it's like not yes. even connected to me at that point. It's weird. Do you go swimming ever? I do more now than I ever did before. Like Mm -hmm. when I was probably in my most like appealing physical shapes in my life, like I would not have. It's so weird. I, I would not have. And now I do more, but I still wear like a tank top or something. Because I had baby stuff and things that make me feel a little... 
but it's shifting because I care a lot less. Yes. But I still care. <laughs> did that, did that change around the age of 40? Cause for me, that's, yes. that's when it, yeah. I, I like, would what not. What the hell was I thinking all those years? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go swimming. I, um, I mean, I would only if I had to, Yeah. but when I turned 40 and then I went, I started going to Aquafit cause I was having health challenges and couldn't do much else. Cause I tend to 90 on my feet. So you can't really <laughs> do much. Yeah. And I went to Aquafit and I was like, That's hard. Oh, it's old ladies, right? Like, Oh, it's fine. But then there would be, you know, a guy my age and it's kind of cute. And I was like, Oh shit. And I'm like, I don't, excuse my language, but I don't fucking care. Mm. I yeah. don't care. And I felt so good after that. I'm like, Oh, yes. who cares? <laughs> so what I did when I was 41, yes, I was 41 and I just had the pandemic was going on. No, I was 42 at that point. And the pandemic was going on. And um, I, I was actually the, the most fit and healthy and like appreciative of myself of my life at that point. But I, I went to a nude hot spring. That was oh. ridiculous. That was so freeing. And it was like, there's some private tubs, but the one that I afforded was a community one. So everybody mm -hmm. in there is naked and nobody in there looked perfect at all. And that's actually why I went. Cause I was like, I really want to shed this thing about my body. I want to just not care. Like it's just a body. Like it's just like shed the clothes. Like I just really wanted to feel what it felt like to just like, let that go. It was good. I felt so empowered at that moment. Oh, I love that, Kelly. Empowerment is huge. Yeah. It is so, I so mean, important. It's a feeling that's, it's hard even to describe because we think like, oh, she's empowered. But it's this whole like encompassing peace almost within you of like, this isn't anybody else's. I heard somebody recently talking about something that they were ashamed of and somebody is trying to use it against them. And so they just decided to tell the whole world, look, this is what I did. And they totally in that moment took their power back and you say, what? I look, it's amazing to be able to own it. Whatever yes. it is. You know, I was such a shy and scared kid, and I would just turn bright red and like basically cry when people made fun of me. But now, <sighs> and I, now I'm like, all right whatever I, you know, you can laugh at yourself and that changes things. And my nephew gets teased sometimes, but he's, he's very, he's quite popular. So like he's, and he's got confidence. Um, but I said to him, Hey, you know what? If you start laughing or if you like, Oh, well, I said, people don't bother you because they like to get the reaction. And when yeah. you have a reaction, they will then they love it. Um, <laughs> so when you can just laugh at yourself, I'll be like, yeah, I'm chubby. All right this cool, whatever, you know, I'm working on my health. I'm healthier than I ever have been even when I was the smallest I was, but, uh, it's fascinating. It's, <laughs> you know, all of it comes down to a few things when it comes to our body image. It's like, are we paying attention to the, everything around us? If we are, then we're going to trip and fall and we're going to keep doing that, you know, like, because we're not really looking where we're going. We're not really focused on what feels good inside and pulling us forward from our own like intrinsic good spot it's hard for me to describe that feeling because i'm like moving my hands while i'm driving to show you this thing but oh <laughs> um <laughs> but like we're also um what was i saying like if, 
if everybody if we're looking at everybody else's thing then it's not aligned what else was i gonna say your nephew cool oh sorry no it's me it's this silly brain do you have adhd works. brain because i get oh, that all the sure. time yeah <laughs> i try so hard too i'm like i hold on to this one but sometimes <laughs> it just goes away oh. oh oh i remember now like it's also how we like how we feel when we eat something like there's something really powerful about like if you're gonna eat that cookie like don't hate yourself while you eat it like it's such a small thing but it's such a big thing because like you're literally doing something with your whole digestive system like your whole body when you're feeling shame and guilt and misery over this thing that you thought you wanted and and feeling more powerless and then you want more it's addiction in a different form but it's not sure sugar is addictive but i think my time's probably gonna run out i'm not really looking but it's also just that feeling you know that feeling of anxiety when your stomach starts to burn because something's wrong in your world or you think it is it, you kind of do that to yourself when you're eating too and then your body digests it different like your body literally thinks like oh something's wrong let's change the what we're going to do with this energetic process and we don't enjoy it but we still are looking for that enjoyment and also, I think we just, we don't have enough time. We, this is a big one for me. It's something I've been working on for years and years. Oh, Kelly, thank you so much. Um, you can come back into the queue. I have two people waiting, um, but uh, come back in and then we can also talk after. And I just want to say, I have heard that as well. Or actually, sorry, do you guys mind if, um, if I bring Kelly back to finish what we were saying and then I'll bring other people back? <laughs> I always feel bad. I'm like, people are waiting. But it's so beautiful. I've heard this as well. When you want, when you're eating something, first of all, it's like intuitive eating. Eat what you want to eat. But like obviously, because I struggle with binge eating. I have since I was four. And I'm I'm really working on it and I'm healing so much. Um, but it's still there at times, especially when I get emotional. But yeah and then it's like because if i if i say no i will never have this again i will binge it like two mm -hmm. weeks later and i i read there was a book called oh i can't remember what it's called i had her on my podcast um a woman named julie and she wrote a book about about the mean girl um the mean girl in your head and mm -hmm. she talked about intuitive eating and how like if you're craving that donut go have that donut um because if you say no 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 donut no donut and then you will probably go and just eat like five donuts yeah um and stop judging it it's fine to have yes. that piece of cake at a party it's fine it's still um, judgment in the end of the day it's all that judgment like this the yeah. thinking of the judgment of people around you it's a judging of yourself it's 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 worrying and thinking about things that aren't actually real instead of being mindful it and mindful is such a generic word these days that's a cut you off stephanie sorry but uh oh it's no also we are too busy. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's not just the food on our plate. It's literally because I suffer from this every day of my life right now. For a while it happened, but it's too much going on. Like we do so much to save time and we don't save a second of it. We just add more pressure and stress and we don't know how to be like, that's your emergency. And I would love to help you, but I'm doing all this stuff right now. And if we don't want all that stuff that we have to do, we want to help somebody, then we need to recognize like what's really important. But we keep keeping on our plate responsibilities or like these beliefs that we need to do all these things to be good enough. It's still, 
that whole thing. And that just weighs us down too. And then we don't get to take care of ourselves. We don't get to slow down and go like, you know, I would eat a salad, but it's making a salad a lot of work. And if I buy this bag of salad, then I'll eat it. And then we don't eat it because it still seems like a lot of work. It's not appealing for some reason. And we're in a hurry, <laughs> you know, right? And I'm a, like, oh, a lazy yeah. eater. I'll either, I'll just, I, I, like even my older kids, everybody, all their friends know me as like the frozen waffle mom. I'm like, there's frozen waffles in the freezer. Eat that. It's not even nutritious, but it's quick and easy. Like I, I don't like love like think about it and it's probably some childhood stuff there you know but okay well definitely but it's also just that time it's like if our if we're too overloaded we can't slow down and be like appreciate anything about us or our moments or give ourselves our time and take you know it's when you're in your house alone if you live alone or if you just are a single parent or even if you have a partner but you're not really connected and working together on things you still find that you don't that you know like it's more fun to do things with people watching a youtube video of somebody doing yoga is not as effective as doing it with somebody in real time even if it is on video you know it's we need each other in these moments and that's that's all i was gonna throw back out there so <laughs> that's interesting um i remember oprah said something about food is the hardest thing to really overcome because you can avoid a bar, you can avoid, I mean, all addictions are hard. They all, ugh. Um, but food we have to have, and it's so, it's everywhere. Like when I was, when I worked Even at the at bank. funerals, yeah. Yeah, when I worked at the bank, we'd always, oh, somebody would bring in food. And and um, at church, we always, everything was revolved around food and family. Yes. And I remember going through different cleanses because I was trying to lose weight and, uh, and I drink this cleanse and then people are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I, I would avoid going places because I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't eat with people. And then I'd be judged. They thought I had an eating disorder. And I was like, I, I eat too much. You will never worry. You never have to worry about me not eating. The problem is I eat too much. So, but they were concerned that I wasn't eating because I was having these cleanses, <laughs> but oh Wait, God, it was. And, and that then is isolating too. And then that changes your eating habits too. And now you're still thinking about food, but you're doing it in a different way instead of thinking about you. Instead of thinking about like, this makes me happy and I really want to do this. And what is in the way of getting into that next thing that I really want to do and feeling that, you know, in, as far as your, if you still have that tendonitis stuff, like if you ever want any help, I, I, so I, I learned when I was 41 how to be a classical math Pilates teacher. And so that was what I was doing there during the pandemic and took that position away from me. But um, there's a lot you can do just on the ground and just sitting in your car. That is amazing, amazing, like empowering, connecting to your body and, you know, just little things. Yeah. It's the littlest things that reconnect us to our body that I think really help us to feel good. And then we stop caring about what other people think because beauty standards is there's no such thing, is there? It's all within us. It really isn't. And you know, when I think back, oh, sorry, thanks. Um, yeah, the tendonitis. Uh, I've been doing a lot of physio exercises and also working on loving, like being grateful to my feet. And I'm like, thank you, feet. You know? Oh, that's <laughs> perfect. Um, but yeah, I love, I love like the stretching and all the different things that we can do. But yeah, if you have stuff, send it my way. I'd appreciate it. No, you um, 
it's funny though, how I would view, and it's so ridiculous to me now because everybody sees things differently. Uh, and, but I thought men only wanted tiny mm, yeah. women who were blonde <laughs> with big boobs. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm blonde-ish. I mean, I'm blonde-ish. Um, I usually dye my hair blonde, but you know, I'm lighter. <laughs> um, I do not have I big color boobs. my hair too. And I'm not skinny. And I was like, well, I'll never find a man. They only want that. And then I met men. Uh, and I was like, oh, wait, you guys like different things. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but the movies that we watched, I loved Friends mm. in high school. But Joey and like all the comments, the comments mm-hmm. that they would make about women. And I remember hearing when I was young, I heard this, I don't know where, but around and men would say, Oh, if she's ugly, just put a paper bag over her head. They'll still, they still want to kill you. They just want to, don't want to look at your face. And I was like, Oh, that's all we're good for, but I'm not good for anything because I'm too fat for men. And you know what, that, that when you're young and you hear that, you just think nobody loves you. Nobody's going to want you. Uh, and my dad would make little comments here and there. Yes. Why do you only have fat friends? He said that to me once. (laughs) Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. It's It's hard. It actually is. Even (laughs) if you love your dad, it's still terrible. He's still wrong. Even if he's a product of society, it's still awful. Oh yeah. My dad has issues. I thought I dropped off. (laughs) So, but I think that you seem amazing. I don't care what you look like. And beauty is definitely like, I mean, gosh, the people that seem happy are the ones we like to be around. And those are the ones that are attractive. Jack Black was my one actor that I was like, if I had a cheating actor, it'd be Jack Black. And I've totally oh, like, he's, sexy. he's funny and he's awesome. Yeah. Like, I love his confidence, right? Like, I love his yeah. humor and his abilities. And so, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, he's one of the ones that I was like, oh my goodness, I totally date him. <laughs> yeah, Nacho Libre. I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't care what people think about that. I think it's great. So yeah. Oh, that's so funny. funny. <laughs> um, oh, oh, who was it that I was thinking of the other day? That oh, now I've lost it. You know, sometimes my brain, but um, yeah, it's so attractive. Actually, I don't know if you know of Andrew. Johnson, pretty sure that that's his name. Um, he was on live that's earlier. I think that we had a president named that. That's the only person I know that has that. Yeah. Or did you have Andrew right. Jackson? Wait, Andrew Johnson. Oh, Jackson. Well, anyway. There you go. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> that he go. was he was doing a live, and I I went on it, and he was talking about self awareness and how attractive that is. And so I came on, and I was like. Self-awareness is so sexy. <laughs> I don't care. Like I said, you know, when you're young and you don't, you just like a guy or a guy likes a girl because they're cute or whatever. I said, now I'm like, no, no, no. Forget what they look like. Give me self-awareness. Give me somebody who's growing. And I'm like so attracted to that person. <laughs> yes. I know. Somebody who's just completely comfortable with who they are. And they're just like, they're authentic. Like somebody is real and somebody who like, yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, you're beautiful. Oh. Thank you for being here, Stephanie. I'm going to go. You're beautiful. Down.
Thanks, Callie. So nice to talk to you. you I'm going to bring in Mona. Uh, swap. I think I'm doing this right. Wait. I have no idea. Sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, I clicked on something. Mona, I'm excited hey. to talk to you. <laughs> it's nice talking to you. I've been to um, a couple of your lives before. It's so oh. nice to finally get to actually be a part of it. Um, but I'm glad you decided to do one on beauty standards because it is really hard just for all women in general. But it's actually hard, too, for like autistic women because I have autism and I basically teach young autistic girls to love who they are and that they are beautiful, even if the world puts so much stereotypes on to us, it doesn't mean we're not capable of being beautiful in our own way. And I got told by people, you don't have autism, you're too pretty to be autistic. And I'm like, what? Why oh. would you think that? That's so weird. Wow. Like they're like, what? you're too pretty to be autistic. There's no way you you have autism and girls don't have it. I'm like, y'all really need to educate yourself more on autism because it's not just in boys and the beauty standards. Like you said, like a lot of girls like, oh, I wish I was your size because I'm five feet and I only weigh like 105 pounds. And I'm like, I don't know why women want to be other women's sizes. Like we're all beautiful no matter what size we are. And I get social media has played a huge part on making it worse for our mental health and feeling like we're not good enough for anybody. And that is really sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The picture perfect Instagram woman who's like, this is me working out. And I'm like, I look I look all sweaty and hot and red when I'm working out. I don't look perfect like that with makeup on. I <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, right? And then it's just like, like you said, with the whole thing about the eating and like, I've been eating um, more fruits and certain things. I've been changing my diet. And a lot of people are like, why are you changing your diet around? You're, you're, you're not fat. And I'm like, but I want to be healthy. It's, mm -hmm. it's so like, even people who aren't fat or like you said, just women in general, we just we work so hard to take care of ourselves and the people and nurture everybody around us. And then people tend to we unfortunately live in a judgmental world where they're like, OK, well, I don't understand why you're doing that. OK, but that's because it's my choice to do it. It has nothing to do with how other people see me. It's because I want to do it. Yes. For me. And just like, because you, know, you look just because you're thinner and you're not, you're not overweight doesn't mean you can't be healthy. Like I remember assuming that about a thin friend. I'm like, you're healthy. And she goes, no, I'm not. I'm just thin. I was like, what? Cause to me it was yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And it, it also, because genetics also plays a part in that. Sometimes we can't help how we're born because even though I, it took me a long time to gain weight, but that's because I have endometriosis and mm that can cause me not to gain weight. And I realized like on the outside, yes, I appear healthy, but on the inside, I'm not. A lot of people have to understand that healthiness goes with inside and outside, not just the outside appearance. If we're not healthy with our, bo our body, our mind, our soul, and our heart, 
then we're really not going to be fully healthy and happy. Right. Yeah. So did I you, understand that. Did you have, did you, so have you had people tell you that you need to gain weight or do you have, they assumed that you have an eating disorder because you're thin? Um, I have been told that I need to have more meat on my bones or like I needed to gain weight. Yes, I have been in that situation before. And mm. I was just like, okay, I eat just because y'all don't see me eat in your face directly. <laughs> doesn't mean I don't eat. I can actually eat a lot the size that I am. I eat a lot. I can eat a huge <laughs> meal and everything. I eat a lot. And like when I was like, on dates with guys or when I was dating people like for long-term relationships they're like you can eat so much and you're so small and I'm like yeah I know that <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to sit there and hide it like what did, did you think I didn't eat when you met me oh assumptions are so funny <laughs> yeah but well, now I just be like well I'm going to eat what I want. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, you go. And even if, like, you know how that the whole thing about women when they go to a restaurant with a guy and they order, to, they order a salad and then they're, like, eat some of his food because they ordered a salad. That was always in the movies, right? Right. And I know that feeling exactly. I'd be like, I don't want you seeing me eat much. <laughs> look, look I, I'm the women that, that would that I would see those movies and I'm like, listen, I'm all for a salad, but I would like a steak. <laughs> a steak, steak and salad, maybe. <laughs> then, then I'll get me like some some chicken or like like I like I love salads, but I'm just like realistically speaking, do we really all sit there and eat salads every single day? No. Like we're we some some of us do, but in most cases you typically see us going on a date and we eat what we want to eat, but we are yeah. judged for it because it's like, well, you want to make a good first impression and in, in the movies, if the girl eats salad, I guess that's just their way of saying, well, if you eat a salad, you can get a man. Like that's how it can come off sometimes. And like, that's like so hypocritical because not all women eat salads. Right. And then they'll turn around and say, well, why are you eating just a salad? And for for those of us, it's like, oh, oh, we're supposed to be. Th well, did you see Bar the Barbie movie? Yes, I, I did see that movie. And I was just, I liked the part with America Ferrer where she was like speaking about like how hard women have it. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty much what we deal with. Yes, that's actually the part I was just referring to when she's like, you're supposed to be thin, but not say you're supposed to be thin. You're supposed to be healthy, but you're still supposed to be thin. And I was just like, all of us women are like, oh, yeah. You're still <laughs> supposed to have curves, too. And then just be like, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you can't complain. If you complain too much, it's, it's like, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much how it is. If we complain too much, we come off as being, you know, moody or disrespectful or just you know not easy to deal with and I'm like some sometimes women complain because we see that if we've repeated something nicely about it eventually if the change is not happening we do get frustrated about it 
mm -hmm. it can be overwhelming. Yes. Oh, yes. And you can do everything right. You can be eating right and exercising and still, like, there are women I know um, who have PCOS or just, I have a friend with so many health issues and she's on so many medications and she has gained weight no matter what she does. And so when people are like, oh, it's just a healthy diet and exercise, it's like, well, yeah, for, for many people, but you can't assume that. You can't know exactly what that person's dealing with. Yeah, I, I totally understand and can relate to that. Like one of my friends from high school recently passed away. She's had cancer since middle school mm -hmm. and she she passed away around Thanksgiving and her family was really devastated and she was healthy and she did everything she could to stay, you know, in shape and made sure her cancer didn't come back. Unfortunately, it came back and then she passed away and oh. And a lot of people were like talking about how how good of a person she was and everything, and she really was. But then somebody was like, "Well, I don't get. Well, she must have did something wrong for her cancer to come back." And I was like, "That's very uh -oh. rude and disrespectful. Like, you don't know what her life was like because you didn't really get to know her. So you can't just assume that because her cancer came back that she did something wrong." Oh my God, I can't. Uh, yeah. People say the stupidest stuff and yeah. And they said it on her fiance's Facebook page. And I was like, no. why would you say that? Like he's mourning her and you're like saying the stupidest things right now. Like oh. why? Like that's hurtful. And she, she also had a two year old daughter. So, oh. and it was really sad. And that's why I was like, the world can be so judgmental for no reason. I am so sorry to hear about your friends and yeah, you know, sometimes people just suck. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have grace with people, but they just suck sometimes. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> so I have Cecilia Grace in the queue, but if you want to come back up, um, we can chat as well. Yay, Cecilia Grace. Actually, um, it's interesting when we were, what we were just talking about, I remember the actor Chadwick Boseman, Boseman, I think I'm saying that right. And when there was an actor who said, oh, you look so skinny, he doesn't look well. And he didn't know that he was actually dealing with cancer. Mm -hmm. And that actor was just like, I shouldn't be saying stuff because I don't know what people are dealing with. And so that's why, you know, I'm not, I don't want to comment on people's bodies. Even if you lose weight, I kind of don't want to be like, oh, you lost weight. Cause you don't know what that person's really dealing with I have a cousin who looked fantastic and it turns out she had anorexia and then she was going to um she went to a, a place for help and she had gained so much weight so if you looked at her you're like oh she looked fantastic when she had anorexia well now she's getting healthier but even though she's gained weight but she's getting healthier and it's just taking her time so you, I don't want to comment on people's bodies because I do not know what they're dealing with. Thanks, That's Cecilia. Right. Hello. Uh, great talk. Um, I just wanted to add a couple of my two cents in here. <laughs> um, when I was young, I could attest to the being thin and being very unhealthy because I was doing cocaine and eating macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. Um, but I was really thin. <laughs> oh my God. So to other people, you know, I looked great, but I knew that I wasn't healthy. 
And I remember this comment a guy made to me, and I was like, mm, I want to say 19. And just some guy, I was waiting at the bus stop, and he says, you have some beautiful childbearing hips there. And I was like, number one, ew, you know? And the second thing I thought of, like, I'm so unhealthy right now that, like, I don't even think my body would be able to do that, you know? Um, So just looking at me and saying, oh, I'm thin, uh, so I must be healthy. Absolutely not, you know? And then... Uh, there was a point that I was like, I'm usually about 125, 130 pounds. Like that is my healthy weight. That's when I know, you know, I'm working out well, I'm eating right. Um, that's where I feel comfortable. Um, and my aunt had made a comment about, I remember when you used to be so daring with your clothing, you know, and I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, I used to be so daring because, um, I was feeling better about myself. I was healthier. And at this point, when she had made that comment, I was eating like nachos and drinking beer all the time. Um, so I gained weight. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I got healthy, you know, started going to yoga, running, cycling, eating well, learning how to eat well, because I didn't know. Like I was raised on macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. So that's what I kept eating. <laughs> um, but it, if I send pictures of that time in my life to people now, they're like, oh my gosh, you look great, you know? But they say the same thing about me when I was thin. You know, you look so great. Uh, both times I was very unhealthy. So wow. it, it's really interesting, you know, what we, what we think about when we're talking about like beauty and, you know, standards. It's just like, you just don't know what's going on in somebody's life um, when they are the healthiest, when they're not, and it doesn't matter what other people say, you know, it's just like about how you feel about yourself. Cause you know, when you're feeling great and when you're not, um, there was something else I was going to say uh, recently. Sorry. I'm running around the house at the moment. <laughs> um, I, I tend to do that every time I'm on these talks, like running around <laughs> doing things. Um, but recently uh, I was walking in the city uh, in New York and I saw this woman and she looked so glamorous. And for me during the winter, when it's chilly, I feel like I'm walking around like a snowman, you know, just like <laughs> bundled up. And I'm just like, how do they do that? How do they put themselves together so well, look great and be warm? And I'm just like, I want to, I want to be that. I want to do that. And then suddenly I caught myself and I was like, but do you? You don't like wearing heels. <laughs> oh, heels. you don't like wearing heels. You don't like <laughs> dressing up like I mean, I do every once in a while. I love to glam up, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, I'm all about comfort. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I could look great and be comfortable, too. But, you know, I, I just had to stop myself because I was comparing and, and judging myself like, I want to look like that. It's like, well, I mean, you can if you want to, but you know yourself, you like to be comfortable. So, you know, enjoy that and, and be good there, you know, rather than judging myself, you know, according to what she looked like and I didn't, you know, I, I was just glad that I took note of that, you know, you know, yep. 
you don't have to to do that to yourself you know if you want to freaking wear some heels do it but i know i won't so (laughs) (laughs) i just won't i love that i feel like the michelin man marshmallow man when i'm wearing my (laughs) coat um but i don't care anymore but i remember and actually saw an article about teenagers and they don't they don't want to wear their coats they'd rather be cool looking and cold than warm than warm look than warm and look stupid and i was like oh i did the same thing as a teenager right yeah but you know look stupid like compared to whom you know yeah oh my goodness it's crazy yeah yeah but you know it this like judging and stuff that's like that's that's where we have the problems with ourselves you know we're comparing ourselves to to other people and we don't need to do that we're all different Absolutely. amazing unique and, and that's what makes it so fun you know yes so, that's my two cents thank you for letting me share thanks, <laughs> thanks cecilia nice to chat yeah. with you you too bye bye okay i'm gonna bring kelly in whoops did i do that right i don't know I get so confused. I I actually want to say, um, I had a coworker 20 years ago and she was, she was, um, always thin. And, uh, I think she was talking about being thin and how it was hard. And I was like, or I, I can't remember. Sorry. It was like so long ago, but I was like, but you're so thin. And to me, it was such a compliment. I was like, cause I always wanted to be thin cause I was always fat. And she was like, that's very offensive. I was like, what, what do you mean? And I felt so bad. I literally had no idea being called thin was offensive (laughs) because to me, it was the greatest thing in the world. And that was the first time I learned that's hard for them. Like that's hard for skinny people to be called skinny or, or no, I think I called her skinny. Um, and she told me because she had always been skinny and she had people assume she was anorexic and she had doctors assume that. And everyone always told her. And she's like, I do eat. And so um, to me, it was like the greatest thing to be called. But I found out it was actually offensive. I'm like, holy shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, welcome back, Kelly. Yeah. I, that's a different thing. Than what it, well, to speak to what you're just saying is what I'm trying to say here. Um, you know, when I know from my friends' experiences and my own experiences and talking to people about this so many times, like there's definitely a a feeling of like being invisible sometimes when you are bigger bodied because when you lose weight, people seem to notice you more. People have said to me many times, like you're just invisible. Like there's a level of like people hold the doors for you. And there that is part of our society. And there's, a, there, so there's more to it than just the way that we look when it comes to like thinness or not thinness. Um, as far as the way the world literally treats you. Oops, sorry about that. Are you still in the car? Oh, I think I might have lost Kelly. Oh, it's so true. I always wanted to be beautiful. Thanks, I was like, like, all the beautiful Friday. girls get guys. Oh, oh and that's you're back. That's what you're. That's what you're valuing yourself on too. When you're somebody who is small and thin, is like, I need to 
be this way because this is all I'm valued. This is all that I'm worth. Like when you grow up and everybody just tells you like, oh, you have beautiful eyes or, oh, you have such beautiful hair. Then you just, you feel like I have to keep this long, beautiful hair of mine. If that's you, then because like if I don't, then I'm not beautiful. And all I have, my only value is to be beautiful because that's, you know, so the girls who are growing up like that with these like visual attributes have a hard time in that fact because they that's all they ever heard when they were growing up was how beautiful they are and they don't have any you know it's it's a bigger fight like there is a woman in the 20s or 30s who was just like brilliant like one of the greatest i think women physicists of the last century and she was treated just like an object like they just wanted her to be an actress and just be like a beautiful thing that these like wealthy men i forgot her name because i'm really bad with names i wish i could remember it but she was a genius and she just wanted to be a scientist and the world around her just denied her that because of the way she looked. So yeah, yeah. definitely goes both ways. But I yeah. think um well then you Oh go ahead. I'm sorry, go sorry. Ahead. I'm I'm in a bit of a dead zone and so it's like a slightly laggy, so it's totally not bad. Go ahead, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say when I then heard from from really good looking people, um how people view them and they're like it's not all great <laughs> people assume if you're a beautiful woman they assume you're stupid if you're a beautiful man they assume you're vapid or whatever right like all of these things um and you get you get treated differently but maybe man, it's yeah. not maybe it's not the best um like i i had a friend and she goes i think i gained weight because I was worried that I was like, I grew up in purity culture in the church. And so it was like, it's your fault if men last lust after you. So, mm-hmm. although I think mm-hmm. that was outside the church as well. But, um, so I had a friend, she goes, I think I gained weight cause I was worried I was going to make men lust after me. So when you gain weight, you're just like, oh, well, they're not going to lust after me. I'm going to be okay. And like you were saying, being invisible and, um, cause you don't want that attention. You don't want a man to rape you because, that's what we were told, you know, he can't help yeah. it because you're beautiful. So it's your fault because you're a woman. And it was like, when I look back at the stuff we were taught, I'm like, are you serious? That's so awful, toxic, horrible. <laughs> it's literally being taught too. That's literally teaching young girls and boys. Like the girls are not the only victims in this. When we raise our boys in a society to objectify women, they're a victim in this too, because they don't even get to experience like relationship or oh you're in the dead zone again (laughs) you know there's so many aspects of it but I, I wonder yeah my thought was when I came back up like if we close our eyes and we talk to somebody and we just like get to know them and we didn't have any eyes at all then what would we like really want? What would we really like? What would be the things that we were attracted to? Or, you know, it's, it's like, if we could just like, let some of that go, it's okay to find somebody attractive too. It's not bad. It's not. And, mm-hmm. but there's so much more to you know, beauty than beauty is more than, you know, than it's not just skin deep. There's a lot to beauty. Yes. And you might find, like I had a, I had a, discussion with my cousin because he was like well I have to find women I date beautiful or like I have to be attracted to them I'm like I I agree 
But like, that doesn't have to be the first thing. Maybe you get to know somebody you're not attracted to and they become attractive and then you fall mm-hmm. in love with them. That can happen too. It doesn't have to be like, oh, that girl's hot. I want to date her, which I think is kind of how he views it. <laughs> and he's like, why can't I find it? <laughs> I actually find that to be sad. It, it's sad. It's sad. Like that that's his life is that he's stuck in this. My worth is wrapped up into me dating a woman based upon the way she looks. And not at all, not at all actually like being himself either. Not at all like knowing himself or being comfortable just discovering who he's compatible with. Also that we live in yeah. this culture where we have to live our lives to who are you going to date? Who are you going to marry? When are you going to have kids? And all of that's not really all that important. Like it's the survival of the species is going to happen. But like first you have to be good in your own skin and like you're, know yourself and grow up and it's not just about yeah. connecting on a marital level with people which is I think we're growing out of it but I think there's more discussion about it for sure like um it's uh, it's great when they say find yourself find who you are know who you are um heal go to like heal before you find somebody else because your your pain is going to attract somebody else's pain and oh my goodness you're going to be that needy person to somebody else and it's so like be confident be yeah be yourself first love yourself first and then find somebody that needs to be talked about way more and i think it is than it was at least when i was younger what do you think I think that it's, yes, we say it more for sure. Like we definitely have the opportunity to realize that we're not alone in this because people are sharing their stories and talking about these feelings and their experiences, which is the most important thing to me, sharing our experiences. If I'm cutting out or if I'm like, I'm almost home and then I'll be on my own Wi-Fi. But also, also like who cares about dating people? Like, why is that such a thing? It's, we can like, I know hormones and like, yes, it's great to be around like partners of some sort. Like those are all really great parts of being human. Kelly. In your life, for to be a partner or whatever is important too. Like, does that make sense? If you could hear me. Yes, yes. Stop it with the. Uh, you must find a partner at the age of twenty. <laughs> I mean, there are people who find somebody. I saw somebody go. I found my wife at nineteen, and we're now in our forties, and we grew together. And I'm like, that's great, but it shouldn't be the norm for like people who. Like that's not everybody's story, and, and it's not the only reason to live. Were... Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm they saying. Like, you. My, your worth isn't like. I got Lola coming up. Um, what Kelly was saying about men as well. Yeah, when I, because like I was saying, I grew up in the church and the whole purity culture thing. Um men have been so harmed with that because there was one guy who was saying 
he didn't saw, he didn't have any issues with looking at women with lust or having any issues with pornography until he was told you're going to have these issues you're you're a man this is mm. what happens to you and he was like oh thanks for that because then it you know then it was started and so um men have been so harmed by all, like everybody has been harmed by all of this kind of stuff it's so toxic yeah um also i just want to say sorry um i did i did have a friend also who's a man who had an who had anorexia and he struggled. And so like, I mean, mostly it's, it's so many women that struggle, but men also do, and they don't get as much recognition for that. Cause there's less of them. Yeah. But, welcome Lola. Thanks for having me. Thanks for um, me. Kelly always keeps her air of mystery by going in and out. I love it. <laughs> she's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> she's, I just love that she shows up though. She's like, I am here. I, it's, it's so hard. I'm always like, damn, she's out of the, she's in the dead zone. Um, so all of this, um, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I'm personally such a huge advocate for men because I actually really feel like almost every friend I know at age 39, man or woman, either, I mean, I can tell they have, there's some air of like, a body dysmorphia <laughs> like for real yes. for real even my own husband you know and um it's just hard across the board and that's why when i toot the feminist horn i i really can't stand when men don't get it i'm like the majority of the reason i'm tooting it because it's for both of us it's for all of us that if you understand feminism not to go down that route but <laughs> uh as we've tried before it's right away and i'm like man if you really understand it you would be a feminist um you're gonna have a but man it's, come on, and even that <laughs> even that yeah and even that in self i think just because it's we hear femme it's like uh-uh no 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 this is about women's rights and all that and by the way we're second class citizens <laughs> like where the fuck does not everybody get this why the hell i'm so mad all the time this is also why as you know i'm big on calling myself like a king or queens are always like second in command unless they like got that position you know because all the dudes died <laughs> or they're unable to take <laughs> like you know elizabeth <laughs> right and um i i that's you know it's an interesting angle i have a few i mean i have many angles on this but <laughs> I'm so, as you, as you know, but it's so funny because I, even like the identifying yourself pronouns today, I'm so against because one, how that got like inst instituted, I feel like actually was more from the right side, like the right, um, like politically because, or people with those views, because I feel like, and then they're like, so like, oh, you just, they just, you gotta be special and all this shit. And I'm like, no, I feel like that was made by y'all because I didn't, I remember a time nobody needed the we didn't need at least my generation to, to like label ourselves so much. And if you did, it was like, they're jock, they're, you know, goth, like those kind of labels. And it turned yeah. into this like insanity mode because they're like, no, I feel like the right's been like, well, what are you? You can't be both. And I've always felt like, like uh, if I never choose my pronouns, cause I don't really, I don't care in that sense. I've always felt like I'm just human first and foremost. Like I, 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 I identify with my female side, but like, I also really heavily identify with the, my, the male in me. And, um, I've had a lot of strong male influence in my life. I wouldn't be the woman that I am if I didn't have, um, that in me. And so it's like, it's just very frustrating. And that's one angle, but another one I heard Kelly kind of talking about being, you know, when you're skinny and tiny and like, everyone's like, Oh, you're so like, that's great. Like being pretty. 
mm-hmm. and it's always an unpopular opinion. But like, I was thinking of the Beyonce song "Pretty Hurts." Like, you don't grow up as a little girl until you're at that age and you realize, like, what is going on? Why am I treated differently? <clears throat> Something really stupid that's in my head today as a 39-year-old. Whenever I cut my hair, I would let my hair go, grow really long. I tend to still follow this pattern. I would just chop it off. Like, to my ears, chop it off. <laughs> and then as I got into relationships, I shit you not, like, every time I got in one and I cut my hair, it feels like that relationship would break apart. <laughs> it's like, wow. So it's, like, almost like a superstitious thing in my head. I'm like, I knew I shouldn't have cut my hair. And... I mean, I don't think that those men were really like, oh, you know, you cut your hair. But like just period, being who I am and all the facets that I am, um, I didn't always – I never really thought like, oh, I'm pretty or what am I to like middle school. And I was actually like the unpopular one and the girlfriends I had were really popular. And this was also in like – the AP kids, like honors AP, like we were nerds, but like it was a group and it was like very elite. <laughs> There's actually like my friend, I we were called Land, Lauren, Allison, Natasha, Diane. If nobody knows, my real name's Lauren and my nickname's Lola, but Land. And like we're all in like it's called Tips in middle school, but this group, like it was like super, it felt like a mini Harvard or something. And then like it was all about like, when I go back to looks, like they were all very diverse and and I just never thought of it until like Allison, who I know to this day, I know it's happened in her life and I'm not going to sit over here and be like, I'm better than her. But like, I really cared what she said. The reason I changed even my handwriting was because Allison's, she was like top. Her her handwriting was perfect. Like I I started seeing that those kind of things like, like I cared about. And I remember her being in the bathroom with me and she was like, you need to put your hair back. She just always made me feel less than. Mm, and I yep. started like really cha- trying to morph and change who I was or or not like I don't even know if there was a who I was. It's just like I started trying to make those those standards or something like reach them. And then as I got older, you're aware that you're pretty. But like you're not – you aren't aware. And if you talk on this, you sound like such a – what a lot of people told me, I thought you were a bitch. I thought you were going to just be this person. And I'd be like, why? And it's not just like looks. It's like being confident or being that person in the room who just seems to like, you know, but I never like, do I, I, I don't know how I would come off as that, but part of it is looks. And then I got into, um, I mean, there's all the things that every, I think woman's dealt with sexual, um, misconduct or even assault and and um being pretty and then like i've always had more dude friends than girlfriends i don't get along with girls too easily and um i i would have long i've had some long friendships with guys that turned really really sour and it really hurt the most but i i just i don't know there's so many thoughts there my dad gave me so many thoughts when i was young too he put in my head one was like i know how men are like, this is why I'm telling you that. So that kind of got put in my head. And some of it is valid. Um, but there's parts where it's like, uh, today he takes it back. But it's just like an interesting thing. Was I remember going through interviews. And when I'd interview somewhere, I would hear, don't look too pretty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So I would like slick my hair back and put on gl- my glasses. And um, I'd also hear stuff like, red's a power color. 
So wear red lipstick, like dumb stuff like that when you're young. And I was like, okay. So I come up with like red lipstick, you know, like my glasses. I probably looked even more like a bitch. And um, <laughs> if I think about it now, but I like what every time I didn't get a job, I was like, I to even cons- have to have to consider, did I look too pretty? That's so fucked up. And yeah. it's like you get older and older and people just automatically think you have, yeah, no problems because you're pretty. Or even in my own family, every time I've gained weight or lost, like last month, I'm at my, you know, my uncle passed away last month and we were kind of the first family gathering since then. And I've lost weight recently and I work really hard to do all these things for myself and chronic illness like really does set you back in all these ways. And all people kept telling me, even though these are the people, even my own stepmom, even my own dad, were like, you look so good. You look so, whatever you are. You look so young. You look so. And I just kept saying, yeah, I know I'm not super sick right now. I've been working really hard on it, but it's mostly because I know it is because I've lost weight and because, yeah. yeah, I'm doing stuff for my skin or whatever. But like the levels it takes to be like. I don't know. Like, and even when I, these people have seen me at my worst, I'm like, how do you still not fucking get this? It's so frustrating. Beauty standards across the board and, and the whole, like, just be yourself. Like, that's so much, like, we just say that, but like, how do you even get this stuff out of your head? How do you not, um, and I don't, I'm not like, oh, I have to be this at this age anymore, you know, because everybody else is telling me I have to, or I have to meet these standards, but like, I don't think that just goes out of people's heads or, or even if you like figure it out, like you figure out a level of confidence and you're like, and then I just never thought that way again, you know? Yeah. Thanks, Lola. I got, um, Mary Kay waiting. I I have a friend who, um, yeah, she told me we were talking about our dads and stuff and she's like, my dad would only ever comment me if I lost weight. I was like, Oh, that's nice. (laughs) And about the pretty, you know, I, I would, I would meet girls and I would hate them because I'm like, they're so pretty. How dare they be pretty? <laughs> and then I'd get to know them. I'm like, oh, they're really nice. And I'd, I'd, and after a while I was like, okay, stop judging people. Young stop girls, thinking every stop this. pretty girl is a bitch, right? <laughs> no, no, that's not true. That's not true. And, um, my dad never, ever said those things to me. Uh, but. I got it. I love Lola and I missed the other part uh, of the conversation. By the way, please join me at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Oh, I heard you're going live. Yes. That's so, why I uh, came earlier because Lola told me you're going at 7. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But I, I, I wanted to say something. Um, uh, beauty is in the brain. Mm-hmm. Beauty is uh, how you express yourself. And I do love lipstick. Nice. Lipstick's I love fun. It. I love it. <laughs> but I, Lola, I love orange. And I'm wearing it. So please get dressed up this evening. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with it as long as you use what is inside of you. And um, I tell these this to uh, the young girls that I meet and my nieces and uh, young men as well. 
We are all gifted. And um and uh we're uh, every one of us is special and we're all puzzled. We are puzzles. And when we communicate, this is how we inter God, I was gonna use a terrible word. Uh, <laughs> uh not interrogate, uh intangible. It's a good word. To be entangled. Intentional? Or? No, entangled. No. Entangled. With, uh, entangled. Okay. Um, and I encourage, uh, you know, every young person to be confident. And if you lack confidence, you know, confidence is a debate that has taken place. But there's a glory to confidence. Uh, there is a substance. There's an inner, inner substance. And it's the way you show up. And society cannot determine that. Uh, it's not standard beauty. No, it's not. Yeah, confidence is sexy. Yeah. I think so, go ahead, my dear. Oh, I was just going to say one of one of the things that I I would love to do, I want to help empower people because I know what that feels like to not be. I know what it feels like to just feel worthless and and not think that you have anything of value to add. And I think so I know so many people feel like that. I got to tell you something. I love sure. this place. You know, I don't eat in fast food places, but I go there for one reason, McDonald's. <laughs> one day I got desperate. I was literally shopping and that was the closest spot and I got hungry. And and I can't use the Kik, uh, Kikos, whatever you call it. It's famous. Oh, Canada. the kiosk? Kiosk, yes. Oh, yeah. My so mom doesn't like here those. comes this beautiful girl that I thought was a girl. And I loved the makeup, but it turned out to be a boy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I told this story and I love her or him. I don't know. This is the embarrassing part. I don't know how to address this person. So anyways, make a long story short. He treated me. Oh my God. I cannot tell you as if I was in like Waldorf Astoria. Mm. And I didn't know how to show my grace and my appreciation. And I wanted to say as little as possible. So I, once a month, I continue to go there just to see him. Aww. Or her. I don't know. This is the embarrassing yeah. part. I don't know how to address this wonderful human being with the heart big as any nation. And I'm embarrassed of myself. So beauty, uh, regardless whether you're, uh, I'm not getting into 
bisexual, transsexual, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we are, uh, beauty comes from the heart. Yes. And, um, and how we treat others is embracing in our That's arms. Right. I don't know how to say this. Vocabulary has changed through the decades. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, Mary. Yeah. So I go there just to see this person. I I have some friends um, in the gay community, and I've met a few people who are trans, and there I didn't know or um, non-binary, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I got so nervous I was going to make a mistake, but actually, they understand they understand that it's hard for us to not know. And there was one person, it was, it was a man, but he was, he was a woman. And so I was like, I called him him. And then I was like, Oh wait, I'm sorry. Are you like, do you go by him or her? And then he goes, Oh, I'm a she. And so I was like, thank you. So I just asked and she was very nice about it. So I think they understand. Yeah. But in like McDonald's is fast food. So yeah. And ask those questions, you know, they serve this, that you just, glance at one another by the way i grew up with one of my like uh, five uncles is one of them is gay so i grew up uh uh experiencing but i just never knew how to handle it yeah i never uh, you know he never told me you know he would take me to studio 54 this place that place but i never knew how do i uh quite speak to a person properly but at my age i realized what the fuck i'm gonna say what i want uh so uh if you get offended that's good if you don't that's even better so uh i i love just humanity and uh i love uh diversity and by the way, I got, uh, as a straight woman, I have a slight mustache. So I have to go get it waxed and my eyebrows and manicure and pedicure. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, why not? Why not, uh, you know, enjoy the beauty? Uh, why not uh, divulge in yourself? And uh, why not express yourself with lipstick? Yeah. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. Like, yeah, if you want to do these things, do them. If you have fun with them, it's, that's awesome. It is fun to do those things. <laughs> Just be good. Not kind. Be good. Be yourself. You be know, yourself. kindness could be fate. Yeah, that's true. But be good. Be yourself. Even if you don't understand what the hell ask. <laughs> And this is what makes humanity. So please follow me at 7 p.m. Come there and get dressed and put on lipstick. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with beauty. Uh, Beauty is self-expression. It's not about, uh, it's not an illusion because we're all beautiful. Yes. We are all, uh, we are all beautiful. So it's about expressing yourself, your ideas and how you approach them. And 
I hope I did good in my life. So that is what I expect of myself. So Stephanie, I expect you. I'm making roast beef. I hope you guys <laughs> could join me. But the meat in New York City has gone bad. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Kay. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Uh, oh, I was gonna say something. What was I gonna? Oh, I know. I was gonna say. I got Lola artifacts coming up. <laughs> I was gonna say. One of the things that um, that's beautiful about being unique is that you will find your people. You are mm. going to find, like, I remember trying to fit in with other people. I'm like, oh, I have to have them like me. And then you realize, nah, I found my own people. I don't need that group. I don't, you know. Yeah. If they don't like me, that's that's fine. <laughs> Usually when you're like that, I think you, you end up being a special gem and you don't realize it maybe. You know, like, they're not, they're not learning. like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think we also, like, get so humble that's like, well, you know, like, sometimes, like, no, I was actually, like, I was just, we, I don't like the words better or above, but, like, where Mary's saying, I got in with her on, like, kindness. Try to be kind, but, like, sometimes, you don't. We, we're being so kind. It, it, like, my mom would always say, don't mistake my kindness for weakness. But mm. sometimes it can get kind of weak. Like, be good, but, like, uh, you know, act with good intentions. It's It's just... It's, it's sometimes you are just sorry you're just you're more evolved in some way and you actually are like even the diamonds in the rough you know you're diamond in some way and um you should act accordingly and i think there's so much that we feel like we have to be so humble all the time and it's like if you know you're you should know if you you possess humility and if you have to question it then you probably need to work on that but like you know a lot of people kind of skip over that if, if if they're not like you know I am humble or I'm humbled by this or they don't speak on that but it's just it's interesting and on Mary's so funny if um, you have to tell people you're humble you're probably not humble right yeah like yeah I mean like I only time I kind of set that up is if I know I'm going to come off as maybe not sounding humble or not like oh, having having an awareness of my humility and or someone's gonna be like golly this this you know girl but um, I was going to tell Mary that I love the story she told. You know, this is where like what I was getting at, like feeling like I'm I'm both where I, I resonate with my feminine side. But some of it's like I want to be a king. I'm, I'm talking about power. I want I want e that equality. Um, but some of it's like the just say they or them because that applies to everybody. You know, they're a human if you don't know. And um. Actually, I agree with kind of what you're saying because most of my friends who are trans or non-binary, like they're much more relaxed about like if like they're not like you didn't call me she or he or, you know, like they're very rarely like in your face about it. And with they them, I always also kind of relate it back to God. It's uh, I, I really try to say them or they because I don't believe <sighs> – it's very hard to get out of when you're, you grow up with just the concept of God. Most people refer to God as a he. And some people like it's it's interesting to look at that um, parallel because like my mother specifically really likes to look at God as a male because she sees him truly as this father because she lacked a father, the, the type of father she wanted in her life. And it makes her feel comforted. And I'm like totally down with like I get it. I'm like, that's awesome. Because God should be, if it's a, God's a rock to you, go, go for it. You know, like God can be whatever you want it to be. But they, them, 
and applying it to like, if God, you know, we were made in God's image, it's like, then it's got to be both, right? If we Mm -hmm. truly were made like in God's image, it's crazy to think like, well, there's female and male. So it's, you know, I think they is a good um, generality for anybody. But we should look at people as they first or them, like just human, because then that's how we get into trouble is all these nuances of feminine and male or, or feminine and right feminine and masculine there you go <laughs> <sighs> but uh yeah it's just it is interesting and you know it's like funny on standards of like dating and i do believe in falling in love with a person because so many um men and women when they you know it's like this would describe your perfect you know match and people will go right away they got to be a, taller than me they've got to be you know a guy's got to be like um, a, he's got to, I want to be in his arms and feel comforted and, and that's fine. But like, I never, m- all the men that I've dated in my life, if I look at them, only one was ever really tall and, um, they were all really, really different. I fell in love with their minds or who they were. And, um, there is something like once you put a, a face to a, a name, like on here, people who don't have even their face up, if it's even them. Um, like just, an, they just have like a poster or they have a text. I kind of like that, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know what they look like. I have no idea. And, uh, judging a book by its cover. So also it can really get you like in the shit because, um, I worked, you know, as a makeup artist for Christian Dior and, uh, I used to laugh because the girls that were at the counters, you're, you're all there, you know, and, and. I remember this one specific girl coming by with her friends and she was tatted up. She looked, you know, a lot of people just say that she looked trashy. And, um, so all these women, like they're purposely, cause you know, when they're almost they, like swarm you in the mall or like, <laughs> and you're and they're like, Hey, Hey, cause they want to, yeah, like get money from you. And it's almost like you, I, I at least like uh, avoid that area. But I remember going by or her coming by and all those women shunning her and um, I, our counter specifically, we didn't make commission actually. All the other counters did, but not Dior. And that was part of the incentive is like they wanted you to be like, but who I am, I was like, hey, do you want to like makeover, blah, 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 or do you want me to? She was like, yeah, I would love that. And I just got her to sit down. We both did cat eye, like uh, the wing, and she was like, do the blah, blah, blah. So whatever. I used all the stuff on her and she ended up at the, the very end. She was like, I want to buy everything you used. And I was like, everything. She's like, everything. I love it. And it was like an $1,800 sale. And she's, all. She's your um, <laughs> a pretty woman. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh, I, I don't know. It just, I just remember all the women's faces at the other counters. So pissed. So like what? And they were like, and they would, they still were like, it's something about Lola. She, she just like, and I was like, I'm not even making commission off the sale. But the girl ended up telling me, thank you for like taking the time to to record just treating me like a, a person you know and it's just I really did and I loved her and we had fun and she became like a friend and like but it's just so funny because what we avoid or or are attracted to really looking at that um and you should go with what you like whatever that is about yourself about other people but it's very hard to push any any sort of um, societal standards or or what society tells us like away from our heads, but it takes way more intention I think than we realize sometimes. Yeah, and you know what? I'm so tired of everyone telling me 
this is why I haven't been on social media for a while. Um, probably why I've been on here more. I am so sick of you must do this. This is the best. You need thing. to. Like and I'm man like, words. Oh, yeah. just leave me alone. I have to sort things out. And like, well, a lot of that is helpful information. Not, not all of it, but I have to choose for myself what is helpful for me in this moment. And so yeah. I just, it's, it's hard with social media because previously before we had it, you would talk to like a few friends and you get a few opinions. And now it's just like in your face, a hundred opinions in one minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like once you do good, and I know you relate to this on anything, once you've reached a a high and then you put something else out again and it doesn't reach the same high level, whether it's comments, likes, you don't get a good badge, you don't get a, oh, you're so amazing, whatever. I don't get a great answer. Right? What the hell did I do? And we will sit there and be like, what did I do? No, And they're like, no, it's, it's that. It's the people. And that can go so many places. And it's hard to get out of that. And like, that's where I think the whole like be yourself is like finding comfort and like, fuck it. I don't, why am I like, and like, who am I, who am I actually looking at? Like who's judging whether I'm good enough in one way or another, beautiful enough, smart enough, whatever it is. It's really like true confidence to me is when you're able to let go of that. You can have, I have like tons of self-esteem, but confidence, that's where I start getting shaky it's not even I don't want to say it's a lack of it's like what I choose to be confident in because some things I feel like it's just a a lose lose battle for me like I'm not gonna this is not gonna work out the way I want to and um that's where it's like it's not fear of failure fear fear necessarily I just sometimes don't want to fucking deal with it um because you're just like uh I don't know it's gonna be debate or it's gonna be like you know it's 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 funny or just like yeah going to great answers here like the standard of that i don't know who's judging if i i give a great answer do you <laughs> does anybody here by the way is anyone listening that is a one that has judged one of my answers i'm just curious because um or like i've gotten in my head about how many great answers i have and how rarely i answer them that people are gonna think god she must delete like any answer that's not a great <laughs> answer and i'm like no it's so uh i've been like don't make it a great answer but I think we can do that with like beauty standards as well, where we're like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yep. Absolutely. Uh, now we got Mary Kay coming up. I hope your roast beef is doing well. Not yet, honey. It's like going to take like 10 hours. I don't know what the oh. hell is going on with the beef in New Jersey. Shit sucks. I can't keep like upping my prices. I mean, I'm not that I'm a, I'm a farmer's daughter. This is so insane. Everything tastes like rubber. I do slow oh, cook. Yeah. Canada is worse, by the way. <laughs> For the beef? Beef, yeah. It tastes like rubber in Canada? No, no, no. In the U.S. I oh, oh. Yeah. I don't oh, know no. what is going on here. <laughs> So talking talking <laughs> about beauty and uh, you know all that stuff, the most amazing, you know, uh, farmers were women. Hard labor, harsh labor. Hmm. Forget about D Day girls. My mother was spy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, wow. 
She's 96, but that you, there's not much you could do. So I got a, a something that Lola said. Mm-hmm. I think I should move to Texas. Have a whole a Wisdom Texas group. Uh, well, you know, I've been to Texas as uh, in business for so many years. I had a Texan. I don't even want to mention his name. Ooh, Mary. Yeah, I think he <laughs> wanted to marry me. Should hit the creek. I was too young. How how old yeah. were you? Very young. Too young. It was business. And I like to keep business separate. That is something that I was taught by my uncles, by my aunts, especially my mom. <coughs> Farming. <coughs> So I'm going to read you something, and I hope this brings some light. And uh, I loved, I not that I loved him, he's dead. So he is a writer, a poet, something like that. So uh, his name is Rudyard Kipling, 1865. 1936. Uh, he's of British ancestry that lived in uh, India. He wrote many, many poems, topics, subjects. So uh, it says, if you could keep your head, well, if you could keep your head, when all about you are losing their blaming it on you. If you could trust when all men doubt you, but make allowances for their doubts too. <clears throat> if you could wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about. Don't deal in lies. Or being hate, hated. Don't give away to hating. And yet, uh, don't look too good. Nor walk too wise. If you could dream and make your dreams. If you could dream and not make your dreams your masters, if you could think and not make your thoughts your aim, if you could meet your triumph and disaster. And then two imposters just the same. If you could uh, bear to bear the truth you've spoken. Twisted uh, knives to make trap for fools. Or watch the things you gave your life to broken. And stoop, build them up. 
tools if you make uh, one heap of your winnings and risk risk it and turn it to pitch and tosses and lose and start again in your beginnings and never breathe a word of your losses if you could force your heart and your nerve and sinew to serve and turn long after you're gone and hold on when there is nothing in you where there's nothing in you except the will to say hold on and if you could talk with crowds and keep your virtue and walk with kin, kings and nor lose the common touch if the foes of loving friends can hurt you if all men count with you, none with you too much. If you fill the unforgiving minutes with 60 seconds worth of distance in run, yours on earth and everything that is in it, in it, and which is more. You'll be my son. So, uh, I love poetry and I got this. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I love poetry and I love poets and, um, uh, I've wrote hundreds. And, uh, I was going to say, that's, that was very beautiful. What, no, what that's the... not mine. That's Rudy Yard Kipling. Right. What was the name of it, of the poem? If. If. Oh, okay. <coughs> uh, and then you, you've written your own, like hundreds of your own? Yes, I did. Awesome. Have you done a book? Oh, why would I? You could put them all in a book. No, I refuse. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't want a book. Do you do, do you write poems mostly for yourself? Yeah, in my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, wow. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you, my dear. So enjoy my thoughts. Enjoy every individual journey. And, uh, and we're all beautiful. There's nothing wrong with beauty. And it's not standard. Beauty is wild. It's nature. It's, uh, wow. It is all over. Yes, it is all over. It is all over. And beauty mm -hmm. is not standardized like, you know, the Canadian beauty, the American beauty, or the British <laughs> beauty. Then it becomes Shit's Creek. So by the <laughs> by saying that, that's the go. Shit's Creek. That's a good show. Oh.
Lola, have you seen Shit's Creek? Oh, the whole thing. It's one of my favorites. I even have the shirts. I I uh, bought them for. Ooh, David. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not about the I wine. Had, I had, <clears throat> yeah, I had an Ooh, David shirt, and I would say that people are like, "What is that?" Oh no. It's not that. It's a. He said it's not about the wine. God, I can't know it off the top of my head. When I was like just listening to Herbert Yard Kipling, or their do, if is a poem I know by heart. I had to learn in eighth grade, and I never forgot it. Um, really? And that That's was yeah. Poem. You had to learn that. Yeah, it was. Wow. This <laughs> gonna be. It was in honors. Um, <laughs> it was. It was honors English. Um, I feel like, I mean, middle school was really preparatory for me because, I mean, I was really in a lot of intensive AP and honors stuff. And I remember getting it and being like, but I love um, the challenge actually to memorize things. And I'm a really good memorizer. That's sometimes I'm like, I only got through a class because I memorized. I didn't learn shit. I memorized. Like math, it's just about memory for me. And then I was like, this bores me. So I would just memorize math and then forget it because it's I don't enjoy learning it. I just don't. So something bores me sometimes. I thought I was bad at it. Like math was one. My family's like, we oh, are my last name. Um, us blah, blah, blahs are just not good at math. And so I was like, oh, that's why I'm not good at math. But it, my mom one day said, I, I think it just bores you. And yeah, I got the highest average in uh, math that year. <laughs> so wow. I was like, oh, and that's something I tell people because I'm like, consider if it maybe bores you because like why you're in the space of I'm just not good at it. Or once we're not like, I'm not pretty enough or I'm not smart enough, you know, we can kind of just take that as truth or facts. Um, and, you know, about confidence, it's interesting because uh, my mom always told me the story about this girl in high school. I can't remember her name, but she still remembers. And she was like, she was not by typical standards, like beautiful or pretty even. And she said she just remembers certain aspects of her, like her eyelashes were long, but she had like real freckly skin and she was a redhead and she said, and every boy in that school was like insanely in love with her. And my mom was like, I never understood it. But she said she, I was walking around cause I, she got, she developed really fast. And so she had really big boobs <laughs> and uh, she said she would put all her books in front of her cause she was so self-conscious about Aww. them. She's like, but I was that girl doing that. And meanwhile, oh God, I, I used to know the girl's name even cause my mom's told me the story so many times. She's like, she would walk around and she, what made her so attractive was she was so confident. She literally gave no shits. And everybody was like, she said, even the girl, like how she tells this story to this day, she remembers this girl where she was like, I was, there's, there's also just attraction when someone is just attractive, you know, mm -hmm. you're just attracted to them in one way or another. You are just like, I want more of this person. It doesn't even have to be in a romantic sense or sexual sense or any of those things it's always really interesting and for my mom to just I mean I remember the stories in my stories because it's my mother's story and that's when she realized like wow confidence is such a thing and then there's people totally faking confidence that's why I like don't mind so bad that I realize where I dwindle in confidence sometimes self-esteem so important that's like your belief about yourself but anyone can fake confidence people are doing it all the time sometimes we need to get in front of a big group of people in a meeting. That's like the perfect example I can think of where you're like, oh God, I got to just like really pretend I'm confident about this or we yeah. want something to go our way. Like with your parents, you're like, you'd have to present something. You're like, God, I hope they just let me You'd be confident about it. There's a power to it. It's a weird one for sure. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. I say, uh, not fake it, but, um, not bake it. That was a mojo. <laughs> so you have, I like the poetry interlude or inner or outro, whatever. 
versus songs and stuff like that. Um, but um, oh, there's another one. I can't remember. I'll think of it. I just have to go through the alphabet in my head. I'm like, bake, cake, fake, date. Become, become <laughs> who you want to, like, oh, what is it? Who you want to become, act like that, and you will become it. Or, like, yeah. Focus, oh, it yeah. might face it till you make it. Something like that. So, oh, I don't know. Okay. I like that better than, because I've said fake it till you make it, like, as a, like a default forever. Because we all say that. So, yes. Yeah. But and clean. really. No, I think you do face it actually like you're facing it. Maybe you're faking it. Like I said, sometimes we can fake confidence, but sometimes we're just, you're actually facing something as well. doesn't mean you're faking it. Like, and then you can become confident in those moments. I think. Absolutely. The more you do it. And I've had so many embarrassing Mm -hmm. situations where I, I did it because people said you have to get out of your comfort zone and it was terrifying. Mm -hmm. It was horrible. And like my anxiety was through the roof and my voice was all, (laughs) Uh, but then I did it Mm -hmm. and I was like, I've done it. So it gets less scary. (laughs) Well, I think we like, don't, it's always, that's why I love hearing other people or listening to other people or people that you thought just like, don't get the feelings that you get when you hear them resonate with you. You're like, you do? You feel this way or like, like singers, like famous singers, like I used to sing a lot in front of people and it would, it still upsets me because every time I started, my voice would waver. I never just like clearly started and I'd be like, cool. And you have to get out of your head in the moment of doing something, you know, we were like, okay, like we're in the, it's such that speed of like everything happening at once and trying to be the best at what you're doing. But I remember reading about famous singers or, or speakers, and they were like, oh, I'm never not nervous. Like, never not once. It's not human nature to just be like, I'm just not nervous about it. You know, it's like talks. It's, I feel less nervous hosting my own lives, maybe because I feel more in control. Or maybe because, like, I don't, or not, it's not more in control. I'm, I'm working this out as I'm in this with you. I've noticed certain talks I go guest in. And some makes sense, but where I'm like, I'm like, oh God, okay. Whew. Like, you know, like there's a nervousness there versus like some I'm not. And it doesn't even mean I'm like, just cause I'm comfortable with the person or I, I, I've been examining like, why am I nervous? And usually it's like the content, you know, like I really want to, or, and maybe the timer too. It just depends. But <laughs> the timer. Yeah. yeah that's where like doobie. I had, I mean, it took so many to get into where it was like, um, it's hard like a five minute to, to, cause everyone, you also know when you're stacking up the queue and you want to get out your thoughts, but I don't feel nervous anymore in there, but I also had to get used to like that community or that sort of thing. But just certain ones, it's funny what you can get. And some like, which a lot of people feel nervous about, I have no nervousness or I don't feel anxiety about it. I don't think I ever feel anxiety. I, I feel fear sometimes, but I'll say it out loud. Like I'm kind of fearful to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. But um, there's a lot of that in life. There's still so much. If I look at my memory bank, what I'm saying, what I'm speaking on, there's still so much I don't say that I don't know if it would help other people. I don't know if it just make me a target. I don't know if it's going to be taken wrong. And um, like I said, it's not always like fear of something. Oh, I guess the fear is I don't want to deal with it. I feel like that a lot where I just don't have the energy to expend on like something getting caught in my head, you know, because things live up there uh, pretty, pretty well. Yep. Well, I'm going to be wrapping up soon. You're my last guest. Yay! (laughs) You did so good. I love it. I love it. I'm going to hop. I got to. I'm so mad. I can't find 
my uh, charger for my like my magnetic one. So I'm going to try to charge my phone a little bit before Mary. I wonder what her topic's going to be. I was going to tell her something. I can't remember. I'm worried about her. Th I told her in the back channels. I'm worried about her saying everything tastes like rubber lately. <laughs> <laughs> she made some stew and said it tasted like rubber the other day. I was like, she said it again now. And I'm like, okay, you, you don't smell toast burning, do you? I'm make sure you're not having a stroke. You know what oh tastes like God. rubber is, um, oh, squid. <laughs> Have you had Oh, my God. I love squid. Yes, I've had a lot of Greek. I've had octopus. I've had every type of seafood you can think of. Oh, if I had to pick one, okay. one area. Yeah. So I've, I've mm. eaten a lot of Asian food. And the first time I had an octopus, like baby octopus, <laughs> I was like, it's I'll rough. try it. Why not? But my friend was like, oh, I feel it swimming in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, baby. it's hard because it looks like octopus still. Um, yeah. It really depends on the way. In, in Greece, they slap it on the rocks to tenderize it. But I like I love squid and I love octopus and I mean it just but I've had some really awful I mean seafood period I like how we're ending this with that <laughs> but like seafood period is like <laughs> someone's gonna catch me and they're like what the hell was this about <laughs> seafood is um it's gotta be fresh it's gotta be prepped right for sure but yeah no so, so I back sick. I got sick uh -huh. in Toronto and I I went to this restaurant and it was seafood. And I got food poisoning, and I was like, I'm never going back there. Oh, yeah. If you eat seafood, I mean, at some point, yeah, if you trust other people to make it, or even yourself, you're going to get food poisoning. It's the worst. It is. But um, back to beauty standards. Um, <laughs> 20 seconds. Uh, we'll do a part two sometime. I want to start some sort of kind of um, female-based a group, I think, and maybe talk about the hard stuff. But this was great. I appreciate you, Stephanie. Thank you for being what you are here on Wisdom. We can, you're so essential. I love you. Aw. Thank you, Lola. Thank you to all of my wonderful guests. Um, sometimes I have a good memory, but sometimes I don't. Um, Kelly, Mona, Cecilia Grace, Lola, Mary Kay, I hope I'm not missing anybody. Um, thank you all for coming on. This was so much fun. Love to you all. Have a good night.